I'm Jason, and he's Rich, and this is Remastered. And tonight we are talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the worst impression ever. I'm sorry. It wasn't terrible. I'm just going to apologize, because I'm going to do that a lot tonight. Okay. That's okay. I understand. I love, <laughs> love the Arnold accent. As a matter of fact, on a comic trivia war, we just did a category... Uh, I can't remember if it's been released already, whether that episode is out already, but uh, with all non-Arnie quotes as done by Arnold. That's cool. It was pretty funny. I like uh, that. Kevin didn't fare so well, though. It, it's really hard if you take something like from Dirty Dancing and say it with an Arnold accent. It's, it's hard <laughs> to place it. I like that idea, though. That's a good idea for a topic. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, just to start off tonight, since we are talking about Arnold Schwarzenegger movies and how very, very important they were to anyone growing up in the 80s and 90s, I was wondering, I, I've got this list. It's um, IMDb's list of Arnold movies as ranked by ratings. Uh, I'm wondering if you can guess how they go. I mean, number one is pretty obvious. Is number one Terminator 2? Yeah. Right, and okay. Of course it's going to be. Uh, 8.6 out of 10. But from there, it gets a little dicey. How far can you go? Let's see. Well, getting everyone right, this is difficult. Let's have a think. Because you've got there have got to be a few that have got to be up there. Because you've got to have Terminator up there. And Predator. That's number two. Oh, that's Terminator, number Predator. Um, right, okay. So that's those three. So I got the first three. Yeah, you're three. right on the ball. Okay. So then the best Arnie films following that one. T2, T1, Predator. What's number four? Oh. That's really tricky, because it could be so many. But in terms of rating... Go with your gut. Part of me wants to say true lies, but... No! No, no, it's not that. No. No, I don't know. I, I'm, I just want to say so many. You're close. Uh, Total Recall is number four. Oh, of course, Total Recall. Right. right, yeah. Well, it just once you're into this area now, it just gets so hard. Well, the list is obviously flawed. I mean, it's based on the aggregate votes of all the IMDb members. So they're voting really on what's popular and not on what's well done. Yeah. So that throws a monkey wrench into the whole thing. But after True Lies, it goes Conan the Barbarian, Terminator 3, and then The Running Man. So you know right away, I mean, there's a, yeah. there's a problem with the system. Yeah, there's a problem with the system when Terminator 3 is on there. My God. That you know, a... I never, I didn't mind T3. It's just not a good movie. Yeah, I thought it was awful. I've seen worse films, I must admit. I've seen worse films, but... I, I, will, I will put up with a lot to see Claire Danes on screen. Was that Claire? Oh, yeah, she was... In... I don't... I've never liked Claire Danes. Oh. That's my problem. I've she's never just seen... So gorgeous. It's those big Disney eyes that she's got. Really? Okay. Yeah. No, I've never really quite got on with Claire Danes. <laughs> That was always my problem with the, uh, what's his name? The Romeo and Juliet with the Baz Luhrmann one. Like, right. Oh, it's got Claire Danes in. Yeah. And yeah. It's still Shakespeare, man. Still got Leonardo DiCaprio in. That one. But, when we hated him. But such a nice ass. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm not going to argue with you. <laughs> uh, do you know what your first exposure was to Arnie? Can you remember? Yes, it was Twins. Now, was that your first exposure or your first Arnie movie? Both. Both. Okay. Because that was my first Arnie movie, too. It and was, I think, possibly his first one that was a PG. In fact, right. I'm going to guess it was, looking at the ones. Yeah, it was. 
our uh, our running thing here about our parents yeah being pretty strict right so twins came out it was a pg and i remember my dad telling me he really does talk like that he's not doing a voice for the film that's his voice (laughs) and i didn't believe him until i saw another arnie film it's like oh he's doing the voice great but yeah that was that was it that was my first one and my first exposure to arnie wasn't a movie i mean twins yeah was my first movie and i just want to say for the record uh i'm all on board for twins too i would watch it but it better be good have you heard these rumors about eddie murphy being the triplet yeah that won't be good no that will be so great it's such a hilarious premise it's got the whole awkward race thing thrown in and i love when it makes you feel awkward but um now, my first exposure to Arnie was my my dad. He isn't really buff, but he's always been into free weights. Right. I mean, he's always kept in pretty good shape. And he had the um, the Arnie workout manual, uh, Arnold, the edu- Education of a Bodybuilder from the 70s. Yeah. And the photos in that book were just ridiculous. Oh, the man was just huge, wasn't he? It, no like, doubt about it. Unhealthily huge. Like, nobody should actually have muscles like that. Well, this is the thing, is that nobody can really get muscles like that. There's someone sat two floors below me that I could get to come up and give you a whole lecture on how muscles like that are achieved. But <laughs> Well, he admitted we, to that. So. Yeah. I mean, there was a point in time where, especially in the U.S., steroids were perfectly legal and acceptable on the circuit, so... Mind you, it's the kind of thing like, I mean, he's not a professional athlete anymore. If he wants to use them to look big in films, that's kind of his business. Yeah. I suppose. I'm uh, I'm posting some pictures into the chat room. We should mention that we've got a whole bunch of people listening to us live right now. We've got Gadiac, Mike, Kip, all the regulars in there, Carlos, Liam, Holy Puns, Batman, uh, lots of folks sitting in there. Sorry if I missed you, but... um. I've posted like five or six, four or five links in there with pictures of Arnold from back in his bodybuilding days. They're, they're ridiculous. That's what, that's what the human growth hormone does for you. It's awesome. It also makes your fingers and jaw really long and quite brittle. This is the thing, right? You could probably take him down with a couple of good hits in real life. I mean, it would be quite daunting. I wouldn't like to like have a fight with Arnie. But you could probably just break his jaw. If you hit bone, I think, yeah. But the problem is that if you hit him anywhere in the muscle, it would just absorb everything that you throw at it. That muscle is, it's like, it's, it, if you have you ever seen a picture of Batman and said nobody actually looks like that? Yeah. I think every Batman drawing ever has been based on Arnold Schwarzenegger's physique because that's how ridiculous it is. Wouldn't surprise me. Have you seen a picture of him lately, though? He's a little bit doughy, but dude still benches 200 pounds. Does he really? Okay. (laughs) Fucking hell. I mean, he's flabby compared to what he used to be. Compared to me, he's still a pyramid. Yeah. Okay, I can accept that. (laughs) I can accept that. I don't really want to. I feel like I've I've kind of taunted him by saying you could probably break his jaw or something. I I, I don't want to fight Arnie. (laughs) I don't want to do that. And plus, you'd feel duty bound to be beaten up as well. You don't want to fight back. What if you won? What if you won? That would be mental. I'm getting off on one. Drag me back. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to hit him. 
because the the justice that we would be brought upon me would be so swift and devastating. Yeah, it would be. It would be. And the dude knows uh God, names have left my head tonight. The guy that, that he's in the Expendables 2, there's all those sayings about him. Chuck Norris, that's it. Took my brain a little while to get there. I've just been looking at the right I've just been looking at this little computer screen for the last like four or five hours. Moving little pieces on a map. And my brain is jelly right now. That that tends to happen to me on Tuesdays. So that's, I know how you feel. That's what I've been doing. It's it's I'm sorry, I'm waking up I'm drinking uh pop and everything. I've got caffeine flowing through me. I'm fine. Well, do you want to loosen up that brain with some trivia? Oh, I'd love to. That's a good mental workout. Okay, so here's some facts about Arnie that might throw him into perspective. His net worth, any guesses? Oh, $250 million. $300 million. Right. Arnie's worth. That's a, that's a lot of dough. Why would you go to work again? I don't understand why people go to work after they've made their first three or four. I was talking about this with somebody at work the other day who was wishing that they would win the lottery because there was recently a big lotto jackpot here that was something ridiculous like, uh, I don't know, $200 million. Right. I told her, I said, I'll bet you any amount of money that you would win (laughs) that you wouldn't be able to spend more than $2 million of it. I'd have a go. I I really would. I actually, I worry that I would just burn through it because I'd do something stupid like finance a movie. Or something like that. The, uh, the the bet, though, is houses aside, because, yeah, houses can, can get up there. But think of all the things that you would buy to put inside your house. I'll bet you can't think of, like, more than half a million dollars worth of stuff. Oh, yeah. it's I've played the lottery game a lot. And you're absolutely right. Even when you start getting into the area of, well, let's buy all the computers I want and all the gadgets and stuff. You come to, like, 50,000 pounds at the most. Right. Which is just not a lot of money. Once you've won $200 million, I suppose. We, we do have the, the Euro Millions Lottery here, which is sort of like the lottery, but everyone in Europe does it. And so that is week after week, it's something like £100 million. It's, it's ludicrous. And you start, well, you know, what if I won this? And I would, I'd do something stupid. I'd buy a football team or something like that. I don't know. I'd manage to blow it somehow. But you figure if you're worth $300 million, uh, I guess you just start buying people. I, I mean, not like not like slaves, but like you start building up an entourage. You have your own personal barber or your own personal, I don't know, chef or valet or, or whatever. And you just start paying these people's salaries year after year. I, I guess you could afford to do that. I, I suppose so. Because, I mean, when you think of like the house you would buy, I, I assume you'd want a gardener. Or a gardening team, or something. Because you you want a big house with lots of land, but I'm not going to spend days gardening. That's some. I want someone else to just make the garden be a garden, and <laughs> right. I'll, I'll enjoy that bit of it, barbecuing it, whatever. But it can be someone else's job to look after. You're never going to see Arnie mowing the lawn of his ten million dollar mansion. Exactly. I'm not mowing yeah. the fucking lawn unless I get one of those really cool ride-on mowers. In which case, I might have a go a couple of times. But, Although you've got to wonder how huge he would look compared to a push mower. That would be hilarious. Kind of a McGilla gorilla going on there. Yeah. Yeah. So I won't do that. I'd still want to... I Maybe... I don't think I'd have a driver. I'd use like a car service for time. Because I enjoy driving and having a car. 
and that sort of thing. So I'd, I'd spend a lot of money on cars. I think I'd have to say to Alison the sentence, don't ask me how much it is because I might tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, other trivia. Let's see. Uh, do, do you know how old Arnie is now? Is he? He must be approaching 60, I'm guessing. He's over 60. Right. He's 64. Wow. Well, he's doing good. Not a bad looking 64. No, not at all. Not bad at all. Well no. done there, sir. Uh, from Austria, of course. Yep. Did you know that he served in the armed forces? I did. He served one year in the Austrian armed forces, like every Austrian 18-year-old has to. Yep. But did you know that he got thrown in military prison? I didn't know that. Thrown in military prison for a week because he went AWOL uh, while he was supposed to be on duty to go to a bodybuilding competition. Right. Again, p- t- putting him in, in prison, that's scary stuff. Like, Arnie, we really think you'd like come out. If you would like to <laughs> go to prison just for a week, we'll bring you sandwiches and videos. And No? Okay, you just stay there. Cheers. Now, did you know that his dad was a Nazi? I did know that, yes. Yeah. And not the reluctant kind. No. No, the kind who volunteered. The the rather enthusiastic kind. Yes, the the goose-stepping, hiling, nasty kind. Yeah. Uh, pretty interesting. I was reading some stuff about Arnie, and he obviously like uh, has has a little bit of a problem with his family history. Yeah, he's it's, given... it's not popular being a Nazi. No, not not at all. But he apparently gave like three or four explanations over the years for why he never went to his father's funeral. Right. And they're all different. Oh, right. You see, I I think that was one of the things that when he became governor of California, there was a lot of uh, conspiracy theories surrounding the fact that his dad was a Nazi and now he's the governor of California. And just sort of all sorts of things. Well, uh, there was apparently... he commissioned some sort of a study to look into his family history and prove that his dad hadn't committed any war crimes. So, I mean, other than being a Nazi. Yeah. I mean, I think you just, once you're on the team, you're on the team, you know, yeah. it's like, when Oh, you... I was a good Nazi though. No, no, <laughs> just, you know, just one of those things. I think that there are, there were lots of Nazis who were impressed into service against their will, and the only alternative was to be marched into the camps themselves. So, I mean, there, there's that, but here's a dude who signed up. Yeah, that's, that's the difference, isn't it? He was, oh, great, let's go and sign up. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, there's all that. Um, so twins. Twins, that was where it started. That's still my favorite. Kind of mine too. There's, as I'm just looking over the list, it's in, it's an incredible list, you know. <laughs> it's a great list. It's, it's, I, I think you'd have trouble finding someone that had a consistently good list like this one. Because it, okay, so it, it starts out, his career's a little patchy, but a couple of TV series, a couple of TV movies, the Hercules in New York thing. And then he well, ca- he wasn't a trained actor. He went into it totally cold. Yeah, he, he was a, just a big guy. Yeah. Which is great to have in your film sometime. And it's not like people went to him and were like, hey, you're you're huge. Let's get you into a film. It was like he said, I'm going to go to America and become the world's greatest actor. Did and, he really? And that was his meal ticket to get out of Aust- Austria. Right. 
So that was in 1969 when he was Mr. Universe. But it wasn't until 1982 when he did Conan the Barbarian. That's that's the mark, is Conan the Barbarian. Because then after that, everything is awesome, with one or two exceptions, in my opinion. Because you get... You there then... is a lot of backlash against certain Arnie movies, and the truth is that with the exception of probably three or four, they're all pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, but I totally I agree. That, like, as time went by, people were just, um, people were saying that the movies were worse and worse, even though the production values kept on going up. Yeah. I, I think they, they just got a little weaker towards the end. I mean, things like, I mean, skipping to like he's pre-governor, days so you got around the world in 80 days which you couldn't really call an arnie film but it was a bit silly that he was in it but it was a bit silly that anyone was in that to be perfectly honest terminator Mm. 3 was poor welcome to the jungle that was just a cameo uh all right terminator 3 there collateral damage i've still never seen nor have i uh the sixth day i enjoyed immensely actually so did I. And that's actually the same exact example that I wrote down here because all the money that was poured into the sixth day, the graphics were pretty good. The story was all right. But all the Conan fans came out and were just totally bagging on that movie, saying how terrible it was. And it was just, it was a B movie. Sure. It wasn't an A movie by any means, but it wasn't a bad movie. No, I, I don't know what I'd complain about it with. I mean, it had uh, Robert Duvall and everything. It's yeah. difficult to go wrong with Robert Duvall. The story got a little bit weak toward the end, and the resolution was kind of bad. But still, I mean, it was a, it was a good movie. Yeah, enjoyed it a lot. Um, th- th- then before that, you've got things like End of Days, which was it. W- again, it was okay. I enjoyed Gabriel Byrne as the devil more than Arnie in that film. That is one of the other Arnie movies that I haven't seen, and I actually made a little list because it's embarrassing how many of the big-name movies I haven't seen. All right. Uh, you've got Collateral Damage, End of Days. I still haven't seen Red Heat or Raw Deal or Red Sonja. Actually, they're the exact ones I haven't seen either. If I'm honest, they're, they're the ones. Everything else on this list I think I've seen. Batman Pretty and Robin, much. that was a piece of shit. Jingle All the Way was a piece of shit, but I watch it and cry at the end every Christmas. That's so, one that I've seen but don't remember a single moment of. It's let down by Jake Lloyd, as are other films we might have experienced. Which we, ones? Because uh, I thought he was pretty good in Star Wars. Right, okay. Just this one then. <laughs> yeah, let's not get into that. Yeah, let's not get into that. Eraser, terrible, terrible, awful film. The, the, not only one of the worst Arnie movies, but possibly one of the worst movies ever made. Yes, an absolute travesty of a film. Rescued only by the fact that Vanessa Williams is incredibly hot. Yeah. I forgot about Vanessa Williams in that. And it's it's James Caan is the bad guy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. He's a good bad guy. Because James Caan always looks angry to me. Even when he's smiling. And I think that's that's been done to me by The Godfather. Like, you're sure that Sonny's a good guy deep down, but he's ready to eat your face off at any given moment. Right. By all by all means, Sonny should have been the one that took over the, the family. Absolutely. It I, was just he was too strong-headed, and that was his downfall. And spoiler alert, they have to kill him a lot. 
I mean, they don't just <laughs> like... Awesome scene, isn't it, in the tall moves? Yeah, I mean, it's not just like, bang, oh, we've killed Sonny. It's no, let's shoot him 30,000 times and he's going to die on the 29,999th bullet. That was it. He just, honestly, that was an awesome scene. So yeah, James Conner's a bad guy. Great. Scott Redman in the chat room is quoting the line that I always pull up as the example of the worst Arnie line ever. It's from a razor and it's at the end when they're having the big uh, showdown at the zoo and Arnie shoots the alligator. Yeah. He says, now your luggage. It's really bad, isn't it? It's just, there's nothing <laughs> good about that movie. The worst, worst line. Junior is the other one I haven't seen. I've seen Junior. People complain about it. Not as bad as the last action hero. It was supposed to be the sort of spiritual successor to Twins, wasn't it? Because it was him and Danny DeVito in the movie again. And a weird sort of birthing concept. I'm I'm familiar with it. I've just never sat down and watched it. I'm wondering how it does on IMDb. I'm just bringing up the page. 4.4 out of 10. I think a lot of people have more of a knee-jerk reaction against it because it touches on that uncomfortable transgender thing that was happening in the 90s. Right. People still just had not accepted that as an alternative lifestyle. Well, was it that he was just having a baby, wasn't he? He was still like being a man, but he was being a baby, having a baby. Uh, well, there was a little bit of a, a gender role reversal thing going on in the movie where, I mean, he became very feminine because he was carrying a child. Right, I see. And he, he did some cross-dressing. Right. But again, that was when Emma Thompson still looked hot. You've got me started on something now. I hadn't thought about hot women in films and anything and then started me with the whole Vanessa Williams thing. Arnie's got him in spades. I know. Arnie always pulls the hot... And if you were a hot chick, you would go running to him too. And if not, he would just grab you. I think, because he was in the papers for that for a while here. Did you get any of that? Um, I, I'm not sure which incident you're referring to but there are many talking about his uh his illegitimate child no i'm talking about the fact that basically he he was over here for some reason probably promoting a movie at some point and it kind of groped somebody i think it was uh it was a tv presenter he has what we would call wandering hands is the thing He's he's not concerned if he would like to touch your bottom. He's not concerned about whether or not you would like him to touch your bottom. He's just going to touch it. Was this in the eighties or nineties? This was it was late nineties, early two thousands. Oh, okay. In actual fact, so he basically came out, and then this presenter was like, he uh, he did feel me up though, uh, so you should be aware of that. And then lots of other female presenters started coming out, and going, yeah, he kind of felt me up as well. And all this sort of thing. And then they started all bringing out footage of him doing it while he was being interviewed and things like that. So, mm. yeah. They kind of, there was a bit of a Arnie's a bit lecherous backlash at one point. Um, I should look that up. I'll see what I can find. Did we already say what the rating was, the IMDb rating on Twins? Not on Twins. It's 4.4 on Junior. Which it's is, uh, 5.9 on Twins. That so seems overly harsh. It does. On I what, was really surprised about it. That's essentially a pretty good fun movie. I mean, there's the classic mistake where he says $4 million at the end instead of $5 million, which confuses the shit out of me. 
Well, that doesn't knock points off of the rating, though. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just a bluff in a film. It, it happens. I think he's definitely the most human in that movie of all the ones that he's done. It's because he's the most vulnerable in that movie. He's, he has a, a childlike naivety to him throughout the whole film. And it's, it's really nice to watch. And he actually does some really good face acting in that movie, too. Like showing emotion, which is something he do- definitely doesn't do as the Terminator or Matrix or most of his roles. Yeah. You see, I think that was, looking at his list, that was the first one he did that where the point of it wasn't that he was an enormous man who was coming to kill you. Like, in all of the other films, so you, before then you've got Conan 1 2, Terminator, Red Sonja, Commando, Roy Deal, Predator, Running Man, and Red Heat. He's like the big action hero in that. Whereas Twins is a... It's a huge role reversal for him. I mean, the point is he's big, but he's not mentally big. The point is that look how big he is compared to Danny DeVito, not look how big he is while he's trying to murder you. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's his his most humanizing role. I think, you know, and then Kindergarten Cop is a similar kind of thing as well. 5.8 out of 10 for Kindergarten Cop. Oh, that's just mean. It really is. Kindergarten Cop, it's at least a a 7.5. What what can you complain about with Kindergarten Cop? Who is your daddy and what does he do? (laughs) Those are my cookies. (laughs) That that part where he runs out of the school and screams. I've been there. I laugh every time. I I can uh, completely and totally appreciate that feeling that just i need to run outside and scream because if i would kill one of you that would look bad Uh, my wife is a teacher she does that every day yeah my job takes me into public schools like once a week for maybe 20 minutes after that 20 minute period i feel like arnold like i've got to run outside and scream i don't know how full-time teachers handle that neither do i if i ever became a teacher i would get fired immediately i mean first day I, i would i would beat the shit out of some little kid some of them need it, though. <laughs> Every time we not... talk, we discover further reasons as to why I didn't make it through <laughs> teach training. I'm not talking about, like, my own kid. Ryland will be fine. That's fine. But uh, you put a gang of them into a classroom. Oh, yeah. That's, and they're other people's dangerous. kids as well. You know, who cares about them? That's other people's fault. For making them stupid. Your kid's never stupid. That's just the way it goes. <laughs> you know, and, and you have you, you have the ultimate uh, weapon in feeling, you know, in looking down on people's parenting because now you are a parent. You can now, you can be like, oh, you haven't read that book then. Oh, I see. You're doing that. Oh, that's wrong. And that oh, sort yeah. of thing. And my downfall has always been that I assume that I'm doing things better than other people. So... Prepare for Ryland to be screwed up. But, uh, yeah, Twins, Kindergarten Cop, definitely the top of the, the crop. Although I would rank uh, Total Recall above Kindergarten Cop. Oh, as a film and as an Arnie film, absolutely. It's I do have a softer spot for Kindergarten Cop, though. Just in my own personal preference, I, I agree with you. I think uh, Total Recall is a better film. Uh, but... Not that Kindergarten Cop isn't. It's just a completely different beast, and I can imagine the big hardcore Arnie fans getting upset with Kindergarten Cop in the same way that they did with Twins. 
Does he actually ever, does he kill anyone in Kindergarten Cop? Maybe the bad guy at the end? I haven't seen it in at least a dozen years. I can't tell you. I I assume that he kills the bad guy at the end. That's what Arnie does. That's why you hire him. It would make sense, wouldn't it? If he kills the bad guy. Yeah, he kills the bad guy at the end. Of course he kills the bad guy. Otherwise, what are we there for? You don't pay your your $10 to go and see Arnie not kill someone. Exactly. So, yeah, that's... And and then deliver a pithy one-liner. Yeah. So he he definitely kills the bad guy at the end of that one. And I, I do enjoy that one so, so much. It's not a tumor. Yeah. I shouldn't read the chat room. It's all Arnie quotes. Total recall. Well, yeah, those guys are having fun in there tonight. How, how Put that f- spooky down now. How do you feel about the uh, Total Recall remake? Um, I don't necessarily think that movies should be considered holy and, and never remade. I think it's okay, but I think that it should be considered something entirely different. I mean, when you go to see total recall the producers are they're they're hoping that you're going because you saw the first one and liked it but you shouldn't base whether you like the second one on whether you liked the first one or what the differences are you know yeah that makes sense i i actually i half agree with you i think that some movies should be declared holy and never touched but that threshold has to be a lot higher than some people feel it is I think that there are some movies that can never be touched again because there's no point in doing a remake. Like Pulp Fiction. You're never going to see a remake of Pulp Fiction, hopefully. No, No, of course not. Unless Quentin Tarantino does it. But I, like many others, are still waiting for that day that we see someone's decided to redo Back to the Future. And I think that should be a don't fucking touch that. Don't dare touch that. Don't do another one. Don't do a remake. Don't do a prequel. That's it. It's done with. Leave it's a it. perfect movie already. Yeah. And, and did you um did you listen to the Atomic Trivia War episode where we were talking about that that site where you rank movies? Uh, no, I didn't hear the episode, but I saw the website and lost two hours of my life to it. I can't remember what the website is now. I I suppressed that memory for the the good of everyone. I think I did but, the same um, thing. You get two movies at a time. It puts them up next to each other. You decide which one you like more. So it might be Batman and Robin versus Total Recall, just to stay within the genre that we're talking about tonight. And once you do a few hundred of them, it starts to give you a list of all your favorite movies based on all the data that it's collected. And uh, I was really, really surprised because I would never have self-selected Back to the Future as my favorite movie. I would have put The Empire Strikes Back up there, um, two or three other movies I can think of. Uh, Goodfellas, Casino, The Godfather, all would have gone, in my mind, above Back to the Future. But according to that site, after I did 1,500 rankings, Back to the Future is, is the bomb. I wish I, could, I wish I could remember what it's called now. Film. I'm just going to do a Google search for film rankings. Flick chart. Flick chart. First yep, one that came is. up. I wonder if I still have a Of course, I still have a username, probably. If you guys want to lose a few hours of your life that you will never get back, go ahead. It's right there. Doing something which is essentially pointless as well. I mean, that's it's not, you, you know, you'd spend more time better off organizing your DVD collection or something like that. But it's this is the one where, oh, right, so it's given me an easy one straight away. Hook or Fight Club. Fight Club, yeah. of course. But it's actually saying my favorite film of all time is Ghostbusters. 
that's kind of accurate, I think, from what I know of you. But again, I never would have picked that, but it's kind of a perfect film, isn't it, really? You and I have been friends for about five years, and I would pick Ghostbusters as your favorite. Yeah, I suppose so. Strangely, you see, I don't think I've ranked enough films of enough variation because Avatar is number three, and that is not my third favorite movie. I don't care what anybody says. It's an okay movie. It's definitely not number three. I also have The Terminator at number two, which, again, that's that's not my second favorite movie of all time. Where does it fit on your list of favorite Arnie movies? Because I, I, I don't think Flickchart will let you just rank the movies of one actor, will it? It actually will. I can see that- yeah, we should do that with Arnie movies right now. Arnold, I need. To, I actually need to look up how we're spelling Schwarzenegger. I never learned. S C H W A R Z. I'm copying. E G G E R. I'm copying and pasting from IMDb. Right, <laughs> straight away it's hit me up with Commando or The Terminator, and I'm actually going to pick Commando over that because I I really like Commando a lot. Then Red Heat versus End of Days. Now you can choose Haven't Seen It. Yeah, I'm going to choose Haven't Seen It for Red Heat. Then Conan the Barbarian versus End of... Well, Conan the Barbarian, really. Which apparently... He had to apparently lose weight to be able to hold the sword. Like, his, his arms and his chest were so big that his arms didn't close in a sword-grasping position. That was... um. When was that being filmed? What, what's the year on Conan the Barbarian? 82. 82. Okay, so that's when he came out of retirement to try for one last Mr. Universe competition. And the story that I read online while uh, looking up stuff for this episode was that he lost so much weight getting ready for the, um, for, for the movie, doing like the sword training and that sort of thing. That when he went back, everybody thought that he wouldn't be able to win the the Mr. Universe competition. And then he stepped in and just kicked the crap out of everyone. Right. Oh, I've just rated Kindergarten Cop over Terminator 2. I get too excited and I fucked it up now. You can undo. Oh, can I? Oh, yeah, I can. There you go. Right. Kindergarten Cop versus... Oh, hang on. It's It's not Terminator 2. It's Terminator 2 3D Battle Across Time. Which isn't that a theme park ride? I think it is. It's not on his IMDb page. So, all right, Kindergarten Cop versus Eraser. That was an easy one. <laughs> it's just so bad. It is as well. Six exits and six ways out. Oh, there, Arnie. Is that why you're going to the zoo? Oh, here's an interesting one. Pumping Iron versus Terminator 3 Rise of the Machines. Now, have you seen Pumping Iron? I haven't, but it is just a bodybuilding documentary, isn't it? It it is, but this is the one where he claims that uh, lifting weights for him is better than coming. I can believe that. I really can. I've I've heard Alison talk to a few of these guys, you know, at work. And, I mean, the, the, the situation which she's seeing them in, or was seeing them in at the time, was they're basically, they've decided they're going to do steroids and they come to her for certain paraphernalia and advice on how to do it. And as part of that, it's it was her job to sort of kind of talk them out of it, if you like, and sort of give them the list of, well, you, you know all the good things that are going to happen. Here are the bad things. 
and sort of the list of bad things. If I were to say to you that any one of these things was going to happen to you, that would be enough to put you off. But they sat and listened to the whole list and then go, oh, okay, great, yeah. So how do we take the, the thing? And I can only deduce from that that people who are into this sort of thing are into it to a level that you, are, you and I just cannot comprehend. Well, there is a, a direct impact on the your 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 private parts. Yeah, there your, is. your manhood, your 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 twig and berries. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It, uh, it it shrivels up. It does. Everything gets smaller. So you're making a very conscious choice. Do you want big muscles or a decent sized wang? Yeah. But in addition to that, it also makes you very sexually. What's the right word? Makes you extremely horny. A lot. And so you end up with a, a little penis and wanting to, to do a lot with it, which doesn't work out well. No. Really. It's, no, it doesn't. You also get lots of acne all over your body. You'll just get, you know, covered in spots and stuff like that. It's honestly, it's horrible. You would never know it from looking at Arnold's pictures, though. No. Um, he looks like his body is made out of metal. He looks like the X-Man Colossus. Well, they also do loads of weird stuff to themselves when they compete as well. They they get so dehydrated to almost the point of unconsciousness. So when they walk out on stage and do their flexing, they can own, that's pretty much all they've got the energy and ability to do. And backstage, once they've done the flexing, these guys are just collapsing. Because they dehydrate themselves so much that you can, you know, they shrink right down and you can see the muscle and stuff like that better. They also cover themselves in gravy. They do what now? They cover themselves in gravy. You're going to have to go into this. Uh, well, it makes you look really, 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 really brown. You know, instant gravy. Is that a thing you have? You must have, you have gravy. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure. I'm just trying to imagine why you would use that instead of, say, oil. Not brown enough. It's, it's the brownness. You might as well be using brown paint. It's, so it's, basically, they're, they're giving themselves an artificial, an artificial patina. Yeah. Pretty much. It, it's entirely artificial, but it's just part of the look. It's what they do. That's nuts. Yeah. The whole thing is nuts. I, I really don't get any of it, if I'm perfectly honest. But it's what they do. It, it You know, quite bizarre. This flick chart thing is screwing up because it's just giving me the movie Dave with Kevin Klein. Well, that's... That's not an Arnie film. I can't even think of any connection to Arnie. No, me either. But I'm going to say Kindergarten Cop's better than Dave. <laughs> do you a, think so, really? Yeah, I have, a, I have weakness for Dave. I do enjoy Dave, though. That's I don't have anything bad to say about Dave. It's it's a great film, but I would personally prefer Kindergarten Cop. It's now giving me Dave compared to The Running Man. Ooh, uh, I'm actually still going to go with Running Man on that one. Can I make a confession? Yeah, I just recently saw The Running Man for the first time. Really? I mean, so, not like not like yesterday, but within the past year. All right, it's a Stephen King novel, you know. Right, well, a Richard Bachman. Yeah. There you go, Richard Bachman. Uh, and uh, as we're recording this, what is it? Two days ago, Richard Dawson died. Who's Richard Dawson? 
the the bad guy in Running Man. Oh, is he really? All yeah. right. He he was a host of Family Feud here in the United States for a long, long time, which is a game show. I'm not sure if you have a uh, anything like it, but um, I actually thought that Family Feud was ripped off one of our game shows. Oh, it could be because uh, I mean, we, we have done a lot with game shows. We we have essentially the same show called Family Fortunes. And so I'm just, I've actually just got the Wikipedia up here. I'm going to see, because one is lifted from the other, because it's exactly the same show. Uh, so there must be something. Mind you, you're starting in 76. Let's see, other production. No. No, I'm not seeing, it's not jumping out. But, but he he did just die a couple days ago, so this is kind of uh, kind of a little bit of a, a appropriate conversation that we're having. But he, uh, he he it was always kind of weird that he took that role playing a, a, an evil game show host. Do you know what I if if I was a known for being a game show host and was offered that job, I'd go for that. That sounds like that sounds like fun. If you get to he play, must have had a terrific amount of fun with that role. Yeah, you get to play an evil version of what you do every day anyway in a movie. That's pretty cool. I'd do that. I'd be an evil podcaster. I'd love to know a movie writer's take on what an evil podcaster would do. But that's what I'd do that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Oh, no, it says, it says on Wikipedia, Family Feud originated in the United States. As All in, right, we finally win one. Yeah, as in <laughs> numerous formats worldwide, and ours is uh, Family Fortunes. Quite a, a very famous show. It's, again, that's been running for decades. Uh, family Fortunes, when did that? 1980 to today that ran. So you'll, many. You'll appreciate this. Do you know who eventually took over the, the hosting job on Family Feud in the United States? Uh... It's actually on the Wikipedia here. We've got Ray Coombs, Louis Anderson, Richard Kahn. There you go. There's the one I, I knew that you would appreciate. Who's Richard Kahn? Oh, right. That's Richard Al Kahn. Al Borland. Al Borland. We never saw him again here after <laughs> uh, Home Improvement. So kind of to all English people, he did just kind of disappear off the face of the earth. Yeah. But of course, he, he continued to work. I always liked him. He he was a really good character on Home Improvement. He was indeed. Um, I enjoyed him immensely. So much so, I've even been watching uh, some of Norm, which he's based on, over the last couple of weeks. What's that called? The New Yankee Workshop. Oh uh, yes, yes. Or Nam, as we call him. That's our uh, New England accent. Norm Abrams. Yeah, love that guy. He's like, well, I'm just going to build a kitchen today. Bang, bang, bang. Clamp, clamp, clamp. There's kitchen. Like, it's interesting okay. that you pick him up from New Yankee Workshop because that's not really his most famous thing. Have you ever seen This Old House? Absolutely, I have. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what most people would know him from. Well, that's that's the show that Home Improvement's just based on, isn't it? Because the other guy is who Tim Allen sort of bases the character on. Right. Um, so yeah, I've seen that. That used to be on Discovery here, uh, and I watched those a lot. Because the houses they would make were just so much nicer than any houses here. So you'd just be looking at this thinking, what is it? It's just a building site. And by the end of the series, they'd have this incredible mansion that they'd build. I remember they did one just made out of mud, which was amazing. I absolutely hated 
all of those shows, specifically though, this old house, right after we bought our first house. Because that's when, you know, we bought a fixer upper uh, after we'd gotten married, Lisa and I. Yeah. And it needed everything done. New doors, new windows, new heater, tear the walls apart, put in new floorboards. It needed everything. And so, of course, you'd go, well, let's watch this old house and get some pointers about how to do some of these things. And they wouldn't show like 90% of what was needed to, to be done. They'd be like, okay, now pull up pull up your floorboards. And then you just put the new ones in and there you go. And it looks so great. And it wasn't that easy. And you're sitting there going, no, back up, Norm. You need to show me about 64 more steps in between. Yeah, they have a habit of doing that kind of thing. That was the thing with Norm's show on his own, that you watch him do these things and you think, well, I've, I've seen you do it now. I just do that, don't I? And then I could build that Victorian until, cabinet. Until you go to your toolbox and you're like, what the fuck was that thing he was holding? I've well, never seen one of those. That's the thing. Who owns a router or a router or I whatever? Do. Yep, learned the hard way on that one. You've yeah. got to get a router box. It's just so many things he has, and he has a workshop. I don't. I've got a living room. That's <laughs> what I've got. I'm not building a yacht like Norm. It's not happening. Where were we with Arnie? Let's, let's jump back. <laughs> yes, that's a good idea. Uh, because I've just about exhausted all of my knowledge of how to do things with a hammer. Batman and Robin. Now... Hand on heart, honest, if you were an actor and you were approached saying, would you like to be a villain in a Batman movie? You'd probably say yes, wouldn't you? Oh, sure. Well, as an actor, your goal is to work. And they were offering an awful lot of money. And it's Batman. You don't say no to Batman. Especially when all the other Batmans have been wildly successful at the box office. Exactly. Exactly. You'd do that sight unseen you just you just do that like last night we were we watched the graham norton show he's interviewing charlie's theron about prometheus and uh, she was telling the story of how ridley scott sent her the script it was a special uh drm thing that it only this file only existed for two hours and she had to hike up the mountain to get wi-fi and all kinds of things because she was on holiday and i just thought if 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 Ridley Scott called me and said, Rich, do you want to be in the prequel to Alien? I wouldn't say, oh, I'm, have you got a script you can send me? I'm not, I'm not sure about that. I'd just say yes. Wouldn't you just say yes? I, I would just say yes. Yes, Ridley. I'll, I'll be in the prequel to Alien. That's fine. You don't need to. I think there's a certain pay grade that you pass where you do... You don't you don't just say yes to everything anymore. You want to pick and choose your movies real carefully. And I think that Charlize Theron is in that pay grade now. But it was Ridley Scott and the pre <laughs> the prequel to Alien. You but just he's say not yes. he's not done everything perfectly though. No, I'd 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 be the first round here to agree with you on that one. I'm not even that big a fan of Alien. To be perfectly honest, I don't have the. I know some people love those movies, like fucking love those movies, and I've at best I thought, oh, they're pretty good. The first two are alright, you know. The third one's awful, although apparently the director's cut's good. I don't care enough to even watch that. There so, are good things to be said about Alien Three. Yeah, but, and Alien Four, written by Joss Whedon. I didn't know he wrote that. I did, did I just not know blow that. your mind? Not really, no, but I, I didn't know he was. 
<laughs> yeah, it's got him written all over it. I could maybe watch it again. I could, I could, that's the one I could stand to watch again of, of the last two. I wouldn't watch three again. I just wouldn't. But my point is, while Batman and Robin was by all accounts a travesty of a movie, it, here it is 3.6 out of 10 on IMDb, what is it, 28 out of 100 on Metascore. This is universally regarded as a piece of shit. And Arnie is, he's Arnie in it, isn't he? Really? He's, Arnie is a stereotype. Because they give him the worst one-liners, the worst, the most self-conscious one-liners. The most blatant, like, say you're one-liner now, Arnie, kind of one-liners. You're just sending me to the cooler. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're bad. I should have a Craig Bevan soundboard, and then I could just play these. I'm sure he's actually recited every Arnie film word for word throughout the course of all of movies you should see. That's why we love Greg. Exactly. Uh, but, but I can forgive him for Batman and Robin, because I would have said yes. I would have done that film. And maybe he thinks it's shit as well. I I bet money that George Clooney thinks it's shit. You know, Alicia Silverstone was probably just pleased to be working. Uma Thurman can look back on it and forget it happened. It, I, wasn't it responsible for the end of Chris O'Donnell as well, though? I've not seen him in much. anything of note since then. I'm going to look at... I, I don't think that he was forced out of movies, though. I think Chris O'Donnell took the route that we were talking about earlier, where he's just like, you know what? I've got several million dollars. I don't have to work all the time. Maybe so. I bet they did pretty well out of that. I bet he got a... He've had a percentage of takings as Robin, I would imagine. That's a Because that's a big part. But, well, sure, named... Named title role. Yeah. Um, but then it's just, you know, things like The Bachelor. Then a big break, couple of an episode of Two and a Half Men. And just blah, not much. Isn't he doing, yeah, NCIS something now, Los Angeles. So there's that. But I tried watching that and it is unwatchable. It It, it is awful. I, I agree with you. The last episode of any CSI franchise that I saw, I think, was in college. So. It's the, the one I watched of that with Chris O'Donnell was the only one I've ever seen of any of them. The original CSI was actually pretty fun to watch in 1999. But you get, you know, 20 episodes in and you say, okay, well, I, I, I see what they're doing. I, I've got the formula now. I, I don't need it. Yeah, it's the same thing every week. I think, a... that, uh, I think that Karen from Starbase 66 will argue with you if you try to float that opinion past her, but, there's but a, that, I'm sticking by it, damn it. There's a crime, they solve the crime using scientific means that don't really exist. That don't really exist, end of show. That's it. That's that's the show every week, isn't it? Yeah. Essentially. That, it's every procedural that's ever aired. Yeah. I mean, that that happens on a lot of shows. That's, that's a lot of shows. I mean, when I think back to shows I love, like Boston Legal, that was, there's a case. Will they lose? Oh, it's going to look like they're going to lose. Oh, he's done a big speech and they've won. I wonder what, I wonder what will happen next week. They lost a lot on Boston Legal. They did actually, didn't they? I need to yes. rewatch that. Uh, come on over. You can borrow them. 
I, th- I think I will. I'll pop over. I'll bring you the uh, a copy of the William Shatner Have I Got News For You. <laughs> That's one of the best investments that I've ever made is Boston Legal on DVD. Is Watched it on- so many times. Is it on Netflix? No, it's not. Ah, no. right. ABC has a criminal habit of not putting up their good stuff. Right. I might have to get... I think we've got some of it on DVD. So I'll 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 have a look through instead of continuing to rape Netflix. Although I'm back on the UK version now because they've got something very special that isn't on the American one. Uh-oh. And it, I kind of see... Well, I understand at the moment why it's not on your Netflix, but I'm surprised that for the same reason it's not on our Netflix, but we, we still have these things. And that is the original 60s cartoons of Spider-Man, Captain America... Spider-Woman, Thor, Submariner, all of them. All of the 60s Marvel cartoons. Now, we have an awful lot of Spider-Man cartoons, but I don't think that we have any of the other series. The, the proper one. The one with the proper theme tune and everything. Yeah, let's, let's, I'm going to check Netflix real fast, because this is mind-boggling how many different Spider-Man series there are. Oh, there's, there's just loads, aren't there? Spider-Man. Uh, 94 to 97. Spider-Man, the 67 collection. Spider-Man, 1981. Spider-Man, 2003 with Neil Patrick Harris as the voice. Spider-Man Unlimited, 1999. Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, 1981. Uh, Spider-Woman, that's something different. I think that's all of them. But still, that's... It's a lot. What did I just list? Seven different series? Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, six series. See, it would have been the 67 one that I watched when I was little and the 81 one and Spider-Man and his amazing friends. I remember just loving that with those characters that just appeared from nowhere and were never in anything else ever again, except Iceman yeah. a little bit in a X-Men movie. <laughs> well, um, they appeared in the comic books an awful lot. They didn't, they weren't just invented randomly. That makes more sense. But yeah, Iceman is a pretty critical X-Men character. Yeah, that makes more sense. It's not like Transformers. Quick, we need to sell some more toys. Kill them all. <laughs> I'm getting there, you know. I'm I'm nearly at the end of season two, and I'm going to watch Transformers the movie. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. I, uh, we need to have an entire episode talking about your, your opinions. We do. We do. So I won't, I won't give any more right now, but I have formed many new ones. Believe you me. Many, many, <laughs> many new opinions. All which were actually quite similar to the opinions I already had, but that's how these things go. Let's go back to Arnie, because we're, we're kind of at the true lies point. Or are we? No, we're not. I've jumped ahead. Jingle All The Way. Have you? you if, did you say you'd not seen Jingle All The Way? Uh, it's, it's the one that I've seen that I can't remember a single frame of. It's a, it's a great Christmas movie, but it, it, it's eminently forgettable. It's so cliche in every aspect of it. Absolutely, absolutely. It, it even follows the rule of if a man has a job of any description, he will forget his child's birthdays, uh, recitals, uh, Christmas presents, whatever you care to mention. Because which is a really sexist trope. It really is, but it's against men, so it's allowed. I just angered so many people. <laughs> but I'm sticking with it. 
I had a discussion with some folks this this week about uh, the the politics of protected classes, and this is the the best example of it. Is that yes, you can discriminate against working dads, but not against working moms. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's just the way. It, again, that's just life. We have it so much better in every other way, so we have to not moan. Apparently, that that is true. Yeah. It's pretty goddamn good to be a white male. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Louis C.K. has a whole, whole, uh, whole stand-up routine about I, that. I, I highly suggest you seek it out. Yeah, I do love that little bit of a show. Actually, we've been on a big Louis C.K. binge, but again, that was uh, Netflix fault. But Netflix, that's right. Jingle all the way. I like I say, I get them. That movie's out every Christmas, and I always cry at the end because the the point of it is his kid loves this superhero character, and he's got to get the toy, and. Instead of getting him the toy, he ends up playing this superhero character in the big Christmas pageant parade at the end of the movie. And so the kid gets to see his dad really is the superhero. And it just makes you ball like a child. It's great for that. But it is, it's a poor film. It really you is. You know, I'm kind of wondering, and I, uh, people in the chat room help me out here, but I, I'm kind of wondering whether there's some sort of a licensing issue with Jingle All the Way, because I don't remember seeing it ever pop up on TV. I mean, you would assume that during the holidays that would be an easy one for FX to flip up there. Yeah, I would have thought so. I, I don't know. I've never heard of anything like that regarding And I gotta be, I got to be honest, if it were on TV, I would probably sit in front of it, because that's what you do with Arnie movies. Yeah, it's, do you know what? It's just not in any way an offensive movie. It's, it's not bad in the slightest. And Christmas movies, you're kind of on thin ice there. It can go either way as to whether and they're... Arnie, and Arnie is funny. Yeah. Oh, he's... I mean, say what you will about the guy, but I think he's really underrated as a comedian. He has great timing. I, I would agree with you. There's a bit in this where he punches a reindeer, which is <laughs> it's just fucking hilarious. Which is a callback, of course, to Conan. Yeah, it's absolutely... Where he punches the camel. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Uh, and so, yeah, I, I think he's, he's a funny guy. He, he certainly he certainly has a sense of humor about himself, which is and a rare thing for big Hollywood actors. Yeah. Although maybe it comes back because, I mean, like you're starting to see Tom Cruise is less worried about making himself look ridiculous now because he's, his career is solid. And so he can play the fat guy in Tropic Thunder and stuff like that. And I think maybe Arnie just got to that point where... You just know you can't fuck it up now. You are Arnold Schwarzenegger. It doesn't matter what you do. Just do something you enjoy. Maybe that's his, his thinking with it. And, and fair play to him. You know, you say I've got 300 million in the bank. I don't need to worry about anything ever. I'm just going to do happy things. Oh, yeah, I'll punch the reindeer. That sounds funny. So I would. So that's Jingle All The Way. Eraser, piece of shit. Terminator 2, 3D, Theme Park Ride Jr. True Lies. God, I love this film. Meh. Really? No, I just wanted to see you get all upset. No, I, like, this is a just a, another brilliant film. And, and a nice departure for James Cameron as well. It was kind of like if James Cameron made a Bond film. Or as close to it as you're going to get. And just an infinitely enjoyable movie to watch. And thankfully it avoided 
or in in lots of cases even poke fun at a lot of the cliches that Bond films have. Yeah. Which is like, aha, you thought we were going to do that? No, no, no. We're going to turn that on its head. Yeah. It's it's got some wonderful moments in it. Let me ask you this, though. Imagine that they're remaking it, say. This film's being made again. And you are offered the role of your choice. Wouldn't you pick the Tom Arnold role? Definitely. Rather, yeah, rather than the Arnie role. If you could do any part, you'd be the Tom Arnold role. It's Tom Arnold stole the, the movie. Absolutely. Um, it's by far the best Tom Arnold role you're ever likely to see. I think I I would definitely choose someone else to play the Jamie Lee Curtis role. Certainly these days, yeah. I never. Everybody was always saying how sexy she looked in that one scene, and I never got it because looking at her face was like it just ruined everything. I've never found her attractive in any way. It could have been someone better, but she I she was okay. I don't have a problem with Jamie Lee Curtis, really. And it's got the Bill Paxton in it as well. I'm now apparently calling him the Bill Paxton. But he's in it in one of his best roles ever as well. In fact, you know what? It is his best role ever. No, you think so? Yeah. I mean, not to say that he's been bad in other things or other roles haven't been as good. Because he's he's always good, Bill Paxton. Uh, but I, the role in True Lies, the the crying used car salesman, is just fantastic. I, I, I love am, that part. I am very excited to see, and I missed its first airing the other night. It was just uh, two or three nights ago, but I'm sure it will be on again and again and again. But History Channel here just aired the Hatfields and McCoys. Have you heard about this? I'm just seeing it on uh, IMDb now. It's a mini series with Kevin Costner, Bill Paxton. Wow. Oh, I want to watch this. Yeah, look down through that cast list. Are, are you familiar enough with American history to know the whole Hatfield-McCoy thing? Um, Actually, no. This is something I've never heard of. Put it in a nutshell, two feuding families in fair Verona lie. It's, uh, it's, it's basically Romeo and Juliet without the chicks in right. the South during the Civil War. Right, fair enough. And this is a, it's a relatively true story. Or true story. Well, I haven't seen History Channel's take on it. I mean, they, they tend to have some weak things when it comes to actual historical accuracy. Right. But um, but yes, it, it's based very much on historical families. So there's Kevin Costner, Bill Paxton, Tom Berenger, Powers Booth. This is, this is a good film. Or miniseries. There's actually a lot of names I recognize that I'd need to just click on their particular page and I think I'd remember who they were but right Jenna Malone is one that you'll recognize when you see her and I think probably Tom McKay you'll recognize yeah I I recognize the the name my internet's being very slow Jenna Malone oh into the wild I've probably blocked her out then hated that movie I'm, I'm sorry to hear it it was it was a good one. Really didn't like that movie at all. Sorry, it was. Uh, you've probably you've heard the movies you should see with Alison going. He's a hero, and me going. He's not. He was a twat who walked out into the woods and died. We'll see. I think it was a good movie, but I agree with you on that on that point. Yeah, I think one does not necessarily preclude the other. You just like I can go into the woods and die. What is that? You know, I can do that now. That's not being a hero. 
That's just dying in the woods. God. Oh, well. Let's get back to Arnie. I'm going off on the into the wild <laughs> rant again. Tia Carrere. <sighs> Do you know? Oh, yeah. Just, well, I, I always need to just pause for a minute to think about Tia Carrere. It's just, that's, it's just crazy. I would have much rather have seen her dancing than Jamie Lee Curtis any day. I'd much rather see her dancing than most other women, to be perfectly honest with you. Wow, I mean, she came along. Let me check when she actually did come along, because I, I, I was first aware of her in Wayne's World. Oh yeah, she did a Quantum Leap and a MacGyver. And, but, but Wayne's World, 1992, so I'm sort of like into puberty there and along comes Tia Carrera my god yeah I spent a lot of time in my life thinking about Tia Carrera it's fair to say she filled up the bank yeah yeah she yeah. did that's, that's the best way of putting it <laughs> and this film did not make a withdrawal this, this film made a massive deposit in said bank <laughs> Uh, I think it's fair no, to say. Not, not to rip you away from from uh, <laughs> to your career. Yeah, because I'm doing Google image searches on it now. That I need to be pulled back to reality it's, for a second. I knew that you would start that, but I'm trying to think. In True Lies, there weren't as many one-liners as all the other Arnie movies, were there? No, not that I, I can't think really, of. I can't really think of more than one or two. You see, the difference is, with it being a James Cameron movie... You're definitely gonna. He's not. James Cameron is not the kind of guy who's gonna do a shoddy script. Not at all. Um, in fact, isn't he an unusually high, you know, highly regarded director for doing an Arnie movie? I mean, like. Well, he's very picky about the movies he does, and he doesn't do as many as you would think. He he waits in between his movies. So yeah, the the fact that he chose an Arnie movie to do at all is kind of surprising. That's true. Although he's done three. Now I think about it, I'm forgetting the Terminator films, but well, duh. Yes, of course. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 true lies for me has always, it sticks out from the others. It's an Arnie movie, but it's not an Arnie movie. It, it's just not it. It's one of the few where, although it is Arnie, it could conceivably have been a lot of other people. If you had to recast that role, who would you go with now? Oh, oh that's a tricky one. There's so many people it could be. Because when it comes to action and modern day action, I immediately go to Jason Statham. Someone like that. Yeah. And it, it could be, because it, while it was an action movie, it, it wasn't the point that he was enormous. Like it again, like it was for so many of the early ones and, and the Terminators in particular. It's like, here's this sort of superhuman guy. Whereas with True Lies, okay, he was the big guy, but he, he, he wasn't enormous and that wasn't the point of it. It was a kind of James Bond role. So you could conceivably give that role to anyone who you could think about maybe putting in a James Bond role. Hugh Jackman could do it very well. We we're very much living in a post Arnie society, aren't we? Uh, all yeah. of our action stars have slimmed down. There's no one that big anymore, uh, and now I would argue they do get that. There's got to be some element of computer help, especially when you look at things like Wolverine and and movies like that. There's definite enhancement going on. 
because and why wouldn't there be you know to some degree but yeah there's no one big like arnie as you can tell from the existence of the expendables it's all 60 year old guys well would you want somebody big do audiences want somebody big like arnie now or or do you want a smaller lighter guy i don't know i think once again the the fact that the expendables exists proves there is some sort of market for this but although it didn't do well no it didn't and uh it wasn't a brilliant film to be perfectly honest but it, it did it, it fed that nostalgia for a little while we got to see all these guys in a film finally and okay it's because they're all pretty old now and not doing anything else much but wow i am absolutely wrong Budget eighty million, box office two hundred and seventy-four million. Well, there you go. They don't make a second one if the first one doesn't do well. I guess, but uh, yeah, I guess it did do. I guess there's a lot of demand still. But if, if I were a woman, I, I know that this is a far-fetched little mind game to play. But if I were a woman, I'm not sure that I would want somebody big like Arnie in bed with me. If you're gonna fantasize about a guy with muscles, do you want someone who could accidentally tear you in half? That's absolutely true. I see what you're saying. And I've. this is actually a question I've asked women a lot over the years. Or in actual fact, you don't need to with a lot of them. You just need to be in a situation where someone like that is presented to them. And a lot of them just display utter disgust at it. There's no, I've never known a woman that would be in some way turned on by watching a Mr. Universe competition. Do you think it's because there's an element of vanity there or shallowness or... I think it's because it's an extreme. It's it's not an attractive thing. It, it's it, it's that superhuman, larger-than-life element that, that it's not real. It's not, a, it's not a thing. You think that if, as a society, we're pitted against things like anorexia or bulimia that are on that one far end, on the thin end, on the starving-yourself end, we should, I guess... Uh, from a from a moral standpoint, be equally pitted against the other end of the extreme. Yeah. I mean, the only way it gets away with it is that it's considered an athletic competition. You know, there's you've got to work at it. But, yeah, I see what you mean. I think it's the other end of the same scale. Absolutely. And I think you could make some pretty good arguments that it's not healthy as well. It, it's not. And a lot of these guys, obviously not all of them, but in some of them, just suffer from various mental conditions that cause them to do this you know they look in front of the mirror and see a skinny guy just like you you hear about you know i, I don't i don't know what the different whether what your equivalent of it over there would be sort of your, your classic page three model sort of your girl who's famous merely for getting her boobs out see we don't have anything and, like that our, no, our newspapers you, don't print the centerfolds or the or the boob shots or anything like yeah. yours do and so you'd, you'd hear a lot of interviews from girls who you know and they'd get asked why did you get bigger boobs and they'd say because i thought my boobs were really small i mean jordan is one particular example this is a woman who just keeps she has bigger boobs every time she's on tv who now uh, her name's jordan she's a she she was a model and now she's famous for marrying people basically that's what she does she she marries people and then divorces them, and then marries someone else. And she's constantly in the, the magazines having weddings. That's that's basically her job. But she used to be a model. And, you know, as, as vacuously dumb as this woman is, she's, she's a millionaire many times over through 
clothing brands and perfume brands and many other things. But her thing is basically, you can, if you want to see her boobs, you can see her boobs. And you hear her talk, you've, I've heard her talk over the years, it's sort of, well, I was, you know, I kept going bigger because I always felt they weren't big enough. That, that I felt like they were really tiny. And you'd, you'd, look at her, you'd look at all the pictures of her and think, well, you've got big boobs there. So the idea that you, you thought they were small, it's, there's something, it's a body dysmorphic thing. And the, the bodybuilding thing can, is very much related to that. It's they look um, in the mirror and they see a little skinny guy. I'm really glad that you brought up that term because that's exactly what I thought that you were saying. Yeah. Is that it is some sort of this illusory thing where people are delusional that they need to change their bodies. Absolutely. And it's, it's well, not even delusional, I guess, because there are some legitimate. I mean, I need to exercise, I need to drop 50 pounds. I wouldn't call that body dysmorphism, but to say that I need to gain 200 pounds in muscle mass, that's dangerous and a little crazy. Yeah, and and the point would be that even when you'd achieve that, you'd still look in the mirror and see a guy who needs to work out. And that's that's what it goes. And I th- from what I gather, it's particularly worse in the guys who aren't doing this to compete. You know, the guys who take the steroids and spend six hours down at the gym every day just because they have to. It's It's, it's an illness. It's part of it all. I think not saying that Arnie suffers from that, but it is a, it wouldn't surprise me if he knows people who do and have. Well, I think that's one of the things that's really interesting about Arnie is that I I don't think that he does suffer about that because reading about him this week, it seemed like he made a very conscious decision at a very young age, like, like 14 years old or 15 years old to say, I want to be in bodybuilding because it will get me out of Austria. Is Austria that bad a place? Well, I don't uh, know. I always thought Austria was quite nice. I imagine mountains and yodeling. Arnie didn't have very good things to say about it. Well, plus, if your dad's a Nazi. Well, that's a large part of it. Apparently, he was beaten at home and hit with a belt. And his his quote was something along the lines of, and this is a paraphrase, but um, if we were going by today's definitions, I would have been physically abused by my dad. Yeah. But he said that that was just what everyone did in Austria. Because he's, you know, back then, uh, when he was being raised in, what, we're talking about the 50s and 60s, he said the the thing was that you didn't want to be an individual. That's not what parents were raising their kids to be in Austria in the 50s and 60s. They wanted everyone to conform, and and he just didn't want to do that. So he found his meal ticket out. That makes sense. I can appreciate that. You just want to get away from it all. Mind you, Austria was probably screwed after the end of World War Two. I would imagine no, in the 50s. Economically and yeah. socially, sure. Yeah, and again, dad's a Nazi. I mean, when you imagine all the times when your dad will have complained at you that you hadn't had a shower and you needed to go and take one. I mean, that's one thing when it's your dad, but, you know, gas chamber joke there. Yeah, I wasn't quite comfortable with it. No, sorry, too far. Also, also I was looking at these pictures of Jordan. Right. Oh, you found pictures of Jordan. <laughs> well, I had to go look when you started talking about how crazy your boobs were. Yeah. I, I kind of have a feeling that most of the folks in our chat room here, the, the 10 or 12 people that we have in our chat room aren't listening anymore, that they, they all went and Googled as well. Yeah. I mean, there's some... Uh, God, when I look at these... Pi- Actually, I need to do a new Google search because it's just given me pictures of trainers. As in Air Jordans. Right. I, I searched for Jordan first, and it was nothing but Michael Jordan, so I, I searched for Jordan boobs. 
I think you should. Her real name is Katie Price. And yeah, with K A T I E. And there you'll find a lot more pictures. That's just pictures of her. You see, and out of these. So the last 10 years are all ridiculous, but all the ones of her that were taken in the 90s got me through a long lot of nights <laughs> as a teenage boy. And a student, actually. Yeah. Because she's probably about our age, actually. Did did she sleep with Arnie? No. She generally <laughs> sleeps with footballers. Ah. Uh. That That's one. And, well, anyone going, really. Honestly. It's, I don't know where she is in the cycle at the moment, but she just gets married and gets divorced. That's all she does. That's what she's famous for now. Not being a model. But damn, she used to be so hot, and then she just got ridiculous. It's quite crazy how some people do that to themselves. It really is. But when you're given infinite... What's this? Sorry, sorry. Uh, I flipped back to Arnie's imdb list and saw that there's a movie filming right now have you heard anything about the tomb no i haven't i just clicked on it and was surprised to all the shit uh sylvester stallone arnold schwarzenegger jim caviezel vincent d'onofrio sam neill vinnie jones amy ryan 50 cent <clears throat> that's the kind of cast list that would cause me to think something might be animated Action sci-fi thriller. Although that would go against the idea of it being animated. Huh. Ray Breslin is the world's foremost authority on structural security. After analyzing every high security prison and learning a vast array of survival skills so he can design escape-proof prisons, his skills are put to the test. He's framed and incarcerated in a master prison he designed himself. He needs to escape and find the person who put him behind bars. I would watch that movie. Well, look at the cast list. I'm, I'm definitely going to watch that movie, regardless of what it's about. That's a that's a good sounding movie, and although you've got Stallone and Schwarzenegger first, there's like Sam Neill. I'd expect you to be in a good film. Jim Caviezel, especially. Fifty Cent, not so much, but you know, dude, got to work, I suppose. There's never a tenth bullet around when you need one. <laughs> Who's Ferenter here? Who is this? Oh, that guy. The the terrorist from Iron Man. All right, yeah. And the bad guy from Star Trek, or one of them. Where are you with, huh. with the last action hero, then? It, it's bad. I mean, I want to like it. I just don't think that it was executed very well, because it, it set out to do something really funny with making fun of all of Arnie's previous movies and just fell flat on its face. It, it was a poorly, poorly directed film. It's, I bought it on DVD and the disc has never been out of the box. And that was God, a decade ago, if not longer. So I can't blame you. Yeah. It, it was, I felt like I should have it. And you know, you have, I have fond memories of it. I really do. Perhaps I need to watch it again to really learn to dislike it. Cause I have a feeling that had I seen it when I was 13, which is when it came out, then I would have loved it. But for whatever reason, I didn't see it until I was in college. And it was kind of one of those ones where I was half drunk and not really watching and thinking, well, I just want to get to the end of this as fast as possible. Right. 
I, yeah, I think I saw it in college too, actually. Certainly, yeah, I didn't see that when it came out. Um, is there anything else you want to mention on the Arnie list? Not on the list, but I was curious to find out what your favorite Arnie quote was. My favorite Arnie quote? Hmm. That's, that's a tricky one, actually. <laughs> that is a tricky one. I don't like to pick one, because I, I know whichever one I pick, I'm going to be upset that it's not a different one. I, I am a big fan. I have, I have two that it came down to, and I can't decide between them. Go on, then. But predictably, one is from Twins and one is from Total Recall. Right. So the one from Twins is, you forgot the first rule of a crisis situation. See, that would be one I'd want to include. And then the one from Total Recall was you know, when he kills Sharon Stone. Consider that a divorce. <laughs> that is a good one. I, I'm just... I, I, I say that to Lisa all the time, and she hasn't seen that movie, so she doesn't get it. <laughs> it it's fun freaking out your you partner with, with things like that. I do that all the time, and I just get glared at. Like, what are you, I'm, I'm, I'm quoting something. I'm not really being horrible. I'm sorry. Uh See, I, I'm a bit. I couldn't really pass up. Who is your daddy, and what does he do? That that's one of my favorites. <sighs> it can non-contextually to great effect too. Yeah, it's a, it's a good one to use in the bedroom. And I kind of <laughs> that's that's frightening. Um, I I kind of <laughs> completely forgot. There's the classic "Get to the Chopper," and I'm here, kill me, do it. All that sort of thing, the predator ones, which I was very pleased. The predator they, ones are good. They, they, you know, they're just classic. They're they're the elements that make up Arnie. I, I think they're that basic. Um, there's just so many, aren't there? I I couldn't pick a favorite. I really couldn't pick. You know, I couldn't pick it like you pick a favorite child. You can't do that. Though my parents would pick me over my sister. But you can't, you shouldn't do that. And it's it's like that, you, you, you know. That, that'll be interesting. If you have have more children, then we'll see if you can do that. You know. I, I kind of worry about that. You've got one, I that's that I easy. Yeah, I, I... Wouldn't you always pick the firstborn? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I try and think of it in terms of the closest thing I can get. What if we got another dog? How would... You know, how would that change how I was with Barkley and how much attention he got off me and that sort of thing? And I I don't know. I think you kind of feel like, yeah, you'd go with the first one, wouldn't you? Which, you would. Which is weird. Because you're more emotionally attached. You've spent more time with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way it goes. See, we did get a second dog. How did the it? the first one, still the, still the preferred one. Really? And they were yeah. they were quite quite close together, didn't you? You didn't they were, you didn't get them both at the same time, but the, there wasn't much no. of a gap, if I remember. The second dog was about a, a year in, right? But but the second one is the better dog. He's smarter. He obeys better. He follows me around. He's my buddy. But uh, you know, the first dog, more time. Yeah, that that must be what it is. Oh well. So yeah, I can't I can't pick a favorite Arnie quote. I just can't do it. I can tell you that I've been on Flickchart through this entire show, ranking I Arnie had a movies. Suspicion. 
Um, and it's coming out so far that my favorite Arnie movie is Predator. Wow. Not expected. Not me either. Uh, it's Predator Commando, Terminator Twins, True Lies. You see, this is where it screws up because my number six Arnie film is Dave. And clearly that's not right. Just uh, toss it out. Yeah. Then Batman and Robin. I don't know what I've said to it to make it put Batman and Robin there, to be honest with you. But nevertheless, there it is. Bit weird. It seems to be working, though. I do love this website. Now I've remembered what it is, I'm going to lose more time. At least they don't seem to have a phone app yet. That's why I deleted the bookmark to it, is because, yeah, once you get started on Flickchart, you, uh, you, you lose sense of time. Yeah, if if they had a if they had a phone app, I'd be absolutely screwed. See, and I've just gone, I've just clicked it onto all movies, and now it's already presented me with something difficult. And oh, Prisoner, Harry Potter, and the Prisoner of Azkaban, or Collateral with Tom Cruise and Jamie Foxx. Collateral. I'm I'm not that sure because the Prisoner of Azkaban is a really good film. When you're doing flick chart, before you start the very first one, you have to make a decision. Am I going to choose the movie that I like better or am I going to choose the movie that is better done? I think I'm going to choose the movie. I think I do, I'm do. i doing it the movie that I like better. Yeah. Yeah, that throws a whole other element into it. It does. Because, um, yeah, you've got to make that choice. I think. And as I've learned as a film critic, no one agrees with you. You're always wrong, so just go with what you like. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I uh, I am loving the the chat room tonight, the, which has at this point devolved into Arnie quotes. Good work, guys. Killian, here's your sub zero now. Plane zero. <laughs> oh, I need to watch Running Man again. I want to read the book actually. It's apparently completely different. Yeah. In almost every way. Well, both Allison and Will have read it and recommend it. So I, I will give it a go. It is a short book. I, I've debated several times at the bookstore whether to pick it up. I mean, paperback paperback copy is only going to cost you four or five bucks. See, I thought you'd just get it. There's a, a compilation book, which is the Richard Bachman novels. and it's just, Oh, you could do that too. Yeah, it's just all of them in one book. I'm not sure what the other ones are off the top of my head. I... Uh, the Green Mile. Oh, yeah. Shawshank. Uh, pretty much anything that's been turned into a film that's good. Yeah, there are some atrocious movies of Stephen King novels. That's how it tends to go. The Stephen King novels, uh, novels that become movies are bad. The Richard Bachman movies that become uh, Richard Bachman books that become movies are good. Well, if Benicio del Toro does uh, it, it might turn out all right. Is yeah. that something that's actually planned? He's expressed. He said publicly that he intends to do it. It and uh, God, what was the other one? Might have been Salem's Lot that he wanted to do those two. He didn't. He said, "I don't know when I'm going to get to them, but they're two that I'd like to do." Have you seen that? There's a treatment for a Shining Two floating around, and it it's, looks like it's being fast tracked. It doesn't surprise me. The book's out soon. Maybe that was it. Yes, it was probably that I heard the plot of the book. Yeah, the book's out soon. It's called Doctor Death, I think. Oh no, Doctor Sleep. Yeah, that's what it is. From from what I remember of what I read, it's the little kid from the first <coughs> one. And 
they're traveling around in RVs and the kids who have the shining are being used as power sources. That's nothing like what I've read about what it's going to be. What I heard was that the kid from the movie is working as an orderly in a hospital and helps terminally ill people to die or go to sleep. And that's why he's called Dr. Sleep. That would be a good one. And I so, like that. Yeah. That's almost like a meet Joe Black kind of deal if it's treated that way. Yeah. And so that that's how soonish, I think, from what I read, he was doing the, he put out on his website saying, "I'm these are the ideas I'm working on at the moment. Which ones would you as my readers like me to push through? And the ones that went through were the sequel to The Shining and the other Dark Tower novel that came out a couple of months ago. And so, yeah, the uh, Doctor Sleep one is out soon. So, yeah, I can have a conversation about books by an author. That's awesome. I never <laughs> thought that would happen. Good man. I mean, good granted, man. it's only one author at the moment, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's good. We're I, all proud of you. Yeah, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I do well. think, though, that that's all that I have to say about Arnie. Yeah, me too. I will also take this opportunity to flog the Arnie episode of Movies You Should See, which is available at musicalmousemat.com. And it's such a good one, because Craig gets so excited. He does as well. It's his happiest day. That and when we did Top Gun. You know. We, we're so close to recording another episode, you know. We really are. We've I lost... think there's a lot of people out there who are happy. Yeah, we've lost Craig full-time, though. As I may have said before. But, uh... Well, he's not gone or anything like that. We just can't get him on every show. Uh, but well, it's a busy time in Craig's life. He's uh, he, he's married or getting married. He is, and all that takes of... a lot out of a guy. Not sure if you know that. Yeah, and he's playing his guitar a lot. These Everywhere days. it seems. But on the plus side, because we're going to do it over Skype and have like rotating other people on. Uh, I think I've got Tristan lined up for the first episode back. I've missed Tristan an awful lot. Me too. Me too. I haven't been in his company for a long, long time. It's really quite sad. I actually have dreams about missing Tristan now. <laughs> really. I think this is why I'm looking forward to Craig's bachelor party so much. See, I should say stag do. I'm translating for you. I'm looking Stag forward. Stag do just sounds silly. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking forward to that a lot because I get to see a lot of people I've not seen for a long time, which is good. And then I'll drink so much I forget that I've seen them, which will also be good. But yeah, back in what was that year year two or year three when Tristan's voice started to d disappear, I really missed his perspective. He always brought something uh, very fun to the show. He did indeed. It was just a case of uh, him moving away, really. He moved far too far away and stuff. But, yeah, we'll get him back on the show. It'll be awesome. It really will. Uh, so that's actually available on the store at simplysyndicated.com, which will take you to musicalmousemat.com, which is where our store is, because years ago I decided it would be fine on a different URL, and here we are stuck with it. So go there and check some stuff out. Still got movies you should see year five to come. I need to get on that. Damn Sid Mayer. Uh, so there's that we desperately still need some donations there's a donate button on the front page of simplysyndicated.com and please get onto the forum to chat to us about this show as well 
because the forum's been good as well lately. I've been reading that a lot more of late. Yeah. And uh, it's been picking up steam a little bit here, especially the remastered thread. It's good stuff. Yeah. And if you want to hang out with us on Tuesday evenings in the chat room, you can do that at simplysyndicated.com as well. It's the the radio button. And uh, if you want to join up there, we record at 7 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time, or that's midnight. You're not Greenwich Mean Time. You're, no, we're what on, is it called? We're now on British Summertime. British Summertime. Yeah. Which is Greenwich Mean Time plus one, or minus one. Plus one. I don't know. It's, it's 1.51 a.m. right now. That's what it is. It's midnight UK time we start. That's what <laughs> I'm up now anyway. Honestly, <coughs> if I wasn't talking to you, I'd be moving little army men around a virtual game board. Well, I'm glad that you're up because, man, ever since the kid came along, it hits nine o'clock and I'm like, hey, let's start thinking about bed. Yeah. That's, we don't have that here. <laughs> For better or worse, we don't have that here. We have the, my God, it's 3 a.m. That's what we have here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so thank you for listening, everybody. It's been a good pleasure doing the show for you again. Oh, also, do you know what? Look me up on Facebook and simply syndicate it up on Facebook because I've been posting an absolute crap ton more stuff on there. So if you're going to get a, a warning that the live show is starting, that's where you're going to see it, on Facebook or Twitter. So follow us on there. We actually have a Google Plus page with nothing on it. Yeah, I, I feel a little bit guilty because I used to post a lot of stuff to my Google Plus page, and now it's just pictures of children. Well, I'm going to post a, a child. I'm going to post an album of supermarket photos on Google Plus. You do that because I really want to see them, and and we'll set each other a challenge for next week. Something to take a picture of so we can compare transatlantic trends. Okay, I like this idea. I like this idea a lot. And this is some. This is a forum topic as well. If, if people can post things that they think we should take pictures of, that would be great. I think. Okay yeah. then, everybody. We'll be back next week with another show. Bye-bye. See ya. Good evening. Hola. Como esta? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Excellent. We don't do Spanish in school here. I, I speak absolutely no Spanish. I just said everything that I know. Right. It's about as good as my French, which is what we do here. Me gusta la tetas grandes. Is that asking for a large something? Uh, kind of. Sure. <laughs> Forget it. <sighs> How you What's doing? What's going on? Oh, I'm fine. Good, good. It, uh, it was an easy day today. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm just sitting here looking over uh, Finance Committee emergency levy filings. Hooray. Oh, that sounds exciting. Some uh, some last-minute work. That sounds like these exciting jobs I see advertised when I look for work. I see some really god-awful stuff. It, it, it's like... Bloomberg News seem to advertise for so many jobs, I'm amazed that they're still functioning as a company, because clearly nobody works there. There's just one dude putting out job adverts, 
and they're they're advertising for reporters on some of the most boring and dull shit you can possibly imagine. <laughs> yeah, it's not the life of high adventure that you might think that it no. is. The, the, the last one I saw, they were advertising for a reporter on energy in Germany. So your entire job, all day, every day, what's new in power production in Germany? That's it. And I can't imagine that there's a lot of news going on there on a day. You know, we have enough trouble coming up with enough news to do tech it or leave it. And that's the whole tech industry. So maybe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is some really dry stuff. Yeah. Resolution to the county auditor to place a one mil five year emergency renewal levy on the November 2012 ballot with emergency clause enacted. Yeah, it's it's basically six pages of that. Fun, fun, fun. Yep. But that is being closed now. There we are. I've shut Civilization 5 down. Not playing that. That's I'm still doing. sucking up your time, it's, eh? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> I've never been into Civ. Neither have I. Neither have I uh, until now. Just this one. Just I heard so many good things about it. And uh, the, you know, the only reason I hadn't played the others is because I thought they were too complicated. And there's something inside me that's like, no, I should be able to do it. People can do it just because it's hard. Um, and so I, I bought this one. It was cheap on Steam. It was like £7.50 or something like that. Oh, that's all, eh? So uh, I, I just thought I'd go for that. I was actually thinking about you in this show earlier today as I as we went shopping around Asda. And oh, I thought you were going to say like while you were in the shower. And no, no, no. That, creepy. that would be weird. No, I took loads of pictures of the supermarket for you. <laughs> I actually want to see those really badly. Yeah, I, I took loads of pictures so you can look and go, oh, that's, that's where they go for food. And it's it, the, the bad thing is we're coming out of a four-day national holiday. Oh, the Queen Mum's Diamond Jubilee? No, the Queen. The Queen Mum's dead. Oh, is that, are they not the same thing? No. The Queen Mother is literally the Queen's mother. Oh, see, I thought I thought the Queen Mum was meant to be like, hey, the Queen is kind of like the mother of all England. No, no, it re- really is the Queen's mother, and she died oh. a few years ago. It was kind of because, like, she's she wasn't the Queen; she was the wife of the King, the King in basically she's Helena Bonham Carter in uh, the King's speech. I'm down. Yeah. I understand. She what you mean. she was the Queen Mother, and so when her husband died and her daughter became the Queen. There's kind of like, well, you're not like, what are you? So they kind of like, well, you're the queen mother. There you go. Yeah, that's that's the thing now. But I it's, see. It's not it's not a usual thing. There isn't always one. I've always misinterpreted that term then. Right. Yeah, it's a whole completely different person. The queen is the queen, and she's been queen for sixty years now. I think it's. I don't know if it was today or one of the other three days. Today. Today. this is how good i am you can (laughs) correct me on this so yeah she's been queen for 60 years today and uh there's been lots of things going off so why don't you see pictures of the supermarket there's a lot of sort of empty shelves and it looks a little bit like north korea but it's it's basically because everything has been shut down for four days and we've all just been raiding the supermarkets for whatever was left you know we should do this (coughs) 
We should do this on like a weekly basis. We should both say, okay, your job this week is to go and take a picture of X. Go and take a picture of your gas station. What does your gas station look like? And then we both post them on the website and compare and contrast. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. Because it, it just occurred to me that, you know, I, I've been to America a couple of times, but you've never been here and looked around. So no. I, I shall take pictures of it, of the really inane, boring day-to-day, run-of-the-mill, not interesting stuff. I almost kind of don't want to visit because I don't want to shatter this really romantic illusion that I have built up in my head. Yeah. You know, I imagine you all walking around in in derby caps with canes (laughs) and umbrellas and very nice three-piece suits and all the streets are cobbled and there's some nice rolling meadows with ladies in Victorian gowns out on the, the green. Well, the strange thing is you might actually see some of that around here, but <laughs> only around here. Um, there is a cobbled street. Our street is, well, to be fair, it's mainly just dirt now. But, yeah, it's, it's it would shatter your illusions. We are just like any other sort of European country, only with worse weather. That's too bad. It's just miserable here. Here we are. It's, what, the 5th of June now? And it's been raining outside. I have the heater on in this room and everything. We've been really regretting not going and buying a load of wood over the weekend. But we couldn't because there's just nothing. There's been nothing. It's been people watching video of the Queen on television doing whatever the fuck it was she was doing. Now, she was out and about in public. Oh, yeah. Yeah, lots. Did you go and see, or do you care about that at all? No, because she did it mainly in London. So, See, my understanding is that you have a much more paternal outlook toward royalty than we would have to, say, the the president. In in what sense do you mean? Like, she's... we're we're not very fond of our leaders anymore. I mean, we might be excited about them, and we, we might go and look at them, but we wouldn't look on them well. That would be the case with David Cameron and politicians, but the Queen is the Queen. It's an entirely different state of affairs. Think of the Queen as a kind of walking, talking Statue of Liberty. But but we don't have anything like that. It's so hard to... That's the best analogy I can think of. She's our Statue of Liberty. She is a symbol of everything that is British. And whenever she does a thing... It really gets people riled up and they all get excited and we all feel British. Like after after the big concert they had outside Buckingham Palace last night, the front page of every national newspaper said something along the lines of, we're proud to be British today. So that's that's what she does. She is a, it's a positive thing. It's, it's really strange that as I've gotten older, I've really become a bit of a royalist. And they all, they, we like them. They're quite a popular group of people over here. Especially uh, now, they've become much more human huh. of late. They they really have. Prince Charles is excellent, and uh, it's really all about uh, William as well, because he's going to be king. Well, I saw that William gave a media interview, and that was like a huge deal, because the Queen's never given one, has she? No. I, w- I was saying this today that I I know what she sounds like when she's giving a speech reading from a piece of paper, but I See, don't know I what she didn't... sounds like in conversation. Right. I'd never heard her speak until the news coverage today. Really? Oh, I thought you'd have heard her speak, but... No. Right. I mean, I probably have, it, it, but I, I couldn't remember in my mind. I couldn't recreate it. I, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't have done an impression of her. 
right. See, she's she's sort of 82 or something. She just sounds like a really old posh woman. Because she is. That's that's just what she sounds like. Um, but the, the, they all, well, they all sound terribly posh because they kind of are. I mean, what you, accent you, does she have? It's the kind of neutral, just English accent. Is there no name for that? We kind of refer to it as BBC English. Mm, okay. Because it's kind of like what you'd get from a newsreader. That is, it's very distinctly English, but it's not regional. Sure. For for reading the news, and so we we kind of it's not got an official name, but we do we call it kind of BBC English. See, we don't have a, a recognizable term for that here, but yes, we have the same situation where there's this galvanizing television accent that uh, if you're in the south and everyone is speaking with a southern accent, your news anchors still speak with a professional Yankee accent. Yeah, we do have the regional news where people will be a lot more local, but sure, sure. that's only sort of half an hour a day. And God knows what it'll be like when we have regional television. I still think that's a remarkably dumb idea, but we'll see. <laughs> right, where's it going to go? Oh, it's just there's so many stupid questions about it. It really is stupid. Really, I think it's just an excuse to set up the ability to um, to syndicate things. It's Well, no, there's no need for that at all, because every channel covers everywhere. There's there's nowhere where we're such a small area geographically. I, I know that, but right now you don't have anyone to sell it to. And if you allow regional stations, you can sell programs to those regional stations. That's, it sounds very much like an artificial money making venture. It probably is. It was our government you, that set it up. You create your own audience to license things to. Yeah, it, it wouldn't surprise me. It really wouldn't surprise me. Uh, right, I was just going to the Arnold Schwarzenegger. IMDB page. I actually re-listened to the Arnie episode of Movies You Should See the other day. Did you really? Yeah, I was trying to find the Night Arrows bit. Oh, it's the... Um... Oh, shit, what's the name of that movie? It's Event Horizon, isn't it? Yeah, with Sam I just Dean. realized this is why I couldn't find it on the Arnie episode. <laughs> Listen through twice. Thinking, am I going mad? No, I'm just wrong, apparently. Right, that saved me another four or five hours of listening to myself talk. Did you know that Sam Neill is New Zealand or is is from New Zealand? Yes. Really? Yeah. I never thought about it. Everything that I've ever seen him in, he's either adopted a more BBC English accent or, or an American one. I find that the the Australian Kiwi accent goes to American quite easily. I think it goes to American much more easily than it goes to British. Yeah. When you think of sort of early Mel Gibson films, they're the ones that always come to mind. There was a long time before I realized that Mel Gibson wasn't American. You did... You, have I just taught, taught you something? No. Uh, I mean, he's Australian-born, but he grew up in the U.S., yeah. so that's always a big misnomer. We had... We had a category once on Atomic Trivia War that was Australian actors who were born in Australia and raised in the U.S. or something like that. All right, that's a good topic. Yeah. Is Heath Ledger one as well? He was Australian, wasn't he? Uh, either Australian or Kiwi, I can't remember. Yeah. I think it was Australian. Yeah. Right, well, I'm ready when you are. We're recording okay. and we're live. Yeah, this is all good iTunes is stopped. Did I tell you I think it's iTunes that crashes logic? So no, is it really? I think I've sorted that problem. 
I think every- See, I turn I turn iTunes off during recordings anyway, just because I don't want it to start up with a, a download and screw up the bandwidth. Yeah, I uh, sometimes I, I got into this habit of just turning it all of the volume off rather than stopping it playing. And every time it went onto a new track, it crashed Logic. That was the problem, I think. Yeah. So it's stopped now, so we'll see if it works tonight. But we're all we're covered. Well, we can jump in here. Um, can I ask you a favor, though? Yeah. Uh, kind of keep a blind eye to that IMDb, IMDb page for the first part of it. Okay. Because right. I, I pulled up an interesting ranking list, and I want to see if you can guess. I oh. mean, it's, it's a pretty obvious list. You'll get to it, but... Okay, I'm just looking at the chat room then. Hi, guys, right. in the chat room. It's busy tonight. It is. Lots of people in there. It's good to see them. But uh, you want to get this thing rolling? Yeah. Okay. Here we go. 